Denise Urbans. And I'm Mike Urbans, and welcome to It's Your Water. I'm glad you found us. Today, we'd like to continue our troubleshooting series and talk about backwashing filters. You know, neutralizers, multimedias, iron, oxidizers, the heavyweights. Since this is a continuation, please give a listen to the first part of Trouble in the Basement. That podcast covers a lot of universally applied tips that we won't have time to rehash here. Yes, there's a good first part there. So just give it a listen. Now, your customer calls in to service their iron filter, multimedia filter. Something's giving them a problem. Are you prepared to go into that basement by yourself to diagnose what's going on with that filter? As it mentioned in the first part that Denise mentioned, trouble in the basement, there are important questions. It's almost like a questionnaire to ask the homeowner and test the water before you head down to the basement. Filter issues almost always start with improper sizing and the lack of backwash water to get your filter cleaned. So we'll go through that. Filters are less forgiving than a water softener. Because it's a delicate process of oxidation, reduction, and filtration. So there's a couple steps there. I, in exchange, a water softener, it's like, oh, don't have any salt. Okay. Nope. Put more salt in. Why isn't it getting salt? So, But an oxidizing iron filter, there's a lot of different engineering things that happen. And everything has to line up right for them to last or perpetuate the oxidation and filtration. So it's backwash water is probably the most critical. And uh, since we're, we're troubleshooting a job, I don't want to go into a podcast on filter sizing here. We're going to do that. I, I, when I was writing this here, I said, hey, you know, that'd be a pretty good podcast on sizing a water filter because I've done this at the seminars. Yes. So... Filter sizing is a little tricky, and we'll do that. You're in the trenches. What You're am in I going to? Yeah, what am I going to do? So I'll go through basic question and answer and little bullet points here that will help you guys troubleshoot what happened to my filter and uh, why it failed. So the first thing you do is you walk down in the basement and you inspect the plumbing just like I said in the first series, is the bypass open? You know, you have the bypass valve. It could be open and there's your problem. You shut the bypass valve. I say that first because embarrassingly, that's the first thing that happens a lot of times. Second thing you want to do is observe after your questionnaire, you ask the homeowner, what's going on? You know, what's happening? Are they getting pressure drops? Are they getting occasional brown, cloudy, sediment-filled water? That's really your first line of defense is open up a spigot downstream, measure the water pressure, peak. Does it drop off? Is there color water? That's really your barometer of what's going on. It's like your blood test. It's your water test, and you tested your water before and after the system. So... You want to test your raw water and see if things changed. Go into previous history 
with the homeowner or with the job. If you have a job ticket, if it was your job originally or it was someone else's you inherited, you could possibly ask the homeowner to have a original water analysis because things do change you know, and could be change quite a bit in the raw water. Something happened in the well. The well started to collapse. We've seen that. Well pits fill of water. with the, There's like a well pit outside, mm-hmm. and they can fill up with water and literally put surface water down the oh, wow. well if That's it's not dangerous. a good... Oh, it's dangerous. It's nasty. We've seen the uh, spring houses uh, with frogs in there. The one story that one of my dealers loves to tell me is he had an old man with a, a spring house on the property. When the serviceman came back inside, he said, are the frogs still alive swimming in the, in the spring house? He goes, well, yes, they are. He goes, well, I guess the water's good because the frogs are still alive. <laughs> <laughs> he said, when the frogs die, we got a problem. I got a problem. I'm like, okay. So, there you go. So that raw water analysis, that check to see what's going on, because well water does change, and I'm focusing kind of on well water here. Uh, well, most of the time you don't have that kind of, many issues with municipal water. No, you don't. There's people that are at the end of the main. I have another customer that has a whole development. It's at the end of the line, and the end of the line tends to not be flushed. And you accumulate slugs of crud. And every now and then, when the volume picks up, the crud, the crud train pulls into the station and it kind of it goes throughout the house. And so they, they have a little system there. So they, but that's municipal water. Check for the obvious now. You did your water analysis. You're looking. You always go through your power. Make sure you have power on your valve. Check for your error codes check for stalled pistons and this is obvious but it's a good little checklist so it's your bypass open check your water pressure downstream test your raw water check for power and error codes but here's the biggie check the drain i said this before the drain is the exhaust pipe of the water filter if the exhaust pipe is being restricted you're not going to gain the performance you need to fluff the bed, backwash the bed, get expansion of at least 40%, and have the accumulated matter purged off the top of the bed. If your drain is clogged or constantly running, you know, you have a piston problem or an internal fix you have to do. So I say that's like car burning oil, your filter's burning water. The tailpipe tells you a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why they do. I mean, and they test your car emissions. They stick a probe up your tailpipe. <laughs> oh, here we go. And okay, sorry. So, and so they, you find out what's going on. So, same with a, a water filter. That's real important. So, that being said, if the drain is clear, do you have the water volume needed to? lift the bed and backwash. Is your well strong enough? Is your raw water intake strong enough to backwash that filter? And I say it all the time. Mm -hmm. The lack of engineering or the well gets old, the well tank gets waterlogged 
or there is not enough water in the well, so it conks out because there's not enough volume because, okay, picture this. A water filter needs maybe 7 to 10 gallons a minute to backwash. You're gone 20 minutes. So let me see. It's almost like 200 gallons. 200 gallons of water to backwash. At a continual... Yeah, you know, every other three days, maybe. No, I meant at a continual six to eight gallons a minute. Oh, yeah. And some wells are going, I think I can, I think I can. And especially don't use a jet pump. Uh, if you know what they are, they're, there's a pump that goes down the well. Of course, everybody probably listening goes, yeah, I know what a, and a jet pump is. Usually on a shallow well found in sandy areas and they're pretty much dead now. You don't really find many of them, but it's a little anemic little guy. It can't even pump four to five gallons a minute. And uh, so you look at a jet pump and then a sand filter and you go, that sand need, filter needs seven gallons a minute and you only have five coming out of the well. Eh, simple math says you got a problem. That is what I see the most. So checking, do your due diligence on your uh, well system. Do you have enough water? So you can do that with a bucket test. That's important. You can do a flow test. They have. There's a lot of tools out there. We'll be doing a tools in the toolbox kind of. Everybody you know, laughs at me about tools in the toolbox, but we're going to do one podcast on flow test, little flow test kit that you can buy and actually see how strong the well is at the end of the cycle. Where it's most important. It's most important because you could test that five-gallon bucket and get your hose and put it in there. You say, wow, and you get your stopwatch out and you start counting until it fills up the bucket. So you say, okay, it just did a five-gallon bucket and you know, five minutes, and so you got, you know, five gallons a minute. Well, yeah, That's do them. Yeah, so you do your flow test, but that might be just the drawdown on the well tank. The drawdown on the well tank is a reservoir of water that's under pressure that will give you, it's almost like a quick dam break of water. So this water rushes out of your well tank, and then what happens? You're on water pump power then. Mm-hmm. So you might think in that first two minutes or three minutes is a hell of a lot of water. May not last past that five-gallon bucket. So you do another five-gallon bucket, and you may see that volume drop off huge. That's a big mistake a lot of people make is that they don't do their due diligence on um, flow test. So, so you're there to troubleshoot what the heck's going on. Now, if your car's not getting enough fuel, that's the next thing we'll talk about. And uh, or enough water, that's huge. No water, no drain. So pay particular attention to uh, the manufacturer spec sheet and guidelines. It's a little pet peeve of mine. People don't realize how much water it takes to backwash one of these babies. Um, and we're talking about sand material. We're talking about granular material that really needs the volume to lift it up. And as it gets dirtier, you need more volume. But, you know, if it's designed well, it, it runs three to five years, most filters, because after a while, they accumulate stuff and you can't really clean them off. Mm -hmm. So 
people say, how long is this going to last? I get this all the time. I'm like, what? I, I don't know. Yeah, but people tend to forget in three to five years and that you were just there to service your yeah, filter. Yeah, true. Feels like yesterday. Like, yeah, was, you were just here. And, no. And uh, so that's three to five years is what you should tell them. Just, you know, how long is it going to last? Three to five years. So look at the spec sheets. And this is the other thing about spec sheets is what we'll go into on my next podcast down the road on filter sizing. They always give you a range and they said, why do you give you a range? Okay, activated carbon, 8 to 10 gallon a minute per square foot, per square foot. Remember that. Yes. I'll beat that in your brain on the next uh, podcast. What that means, why the range? Why 8 to 10 gallon a minute? Well, water in Florida is warm. Water in New England is cold. Uh-huh. Cold water is more dense, so more dense. The denser the water, the more lift you get. Just like an airplane has needs more runway in the summertime because the air is not dense and neither is the water. So what we can get away with in New England is the 8-gallon a minute, the lower end. In Florida, 10-gallon a minute because the water is warm and less dense and it lifts your bed up. Not as much. Okay. So less. That's one thing that everybody misses. So here's the uh, the next big issue is check the raw water quality in a clean five-gallon bucket. And I say that is because you'll see a change in, uh, you could do this out in the yard somewhere unless it's winter time, but what will happen is I've seen wells pulse with crud. You'll get clean, 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 bang, big slug of brown, dirty water. Then clean, 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 bang, a slug of dirty water. And these are kind of like stalactites or crud that's weakening off the well casing or just uh, different streams of water pouring in hmm. of oxidized iron. That's really tough to observe. You don't see that unless you have a clean five-gallon bucket. And that gives you the depth that you need to look down through. And so extremely cloudy or silty water will make it difficult to use to backwash with. Think about it. You're dirty water from the bottom, dirty water from the top. Mm-hmm. You're forcing Dirty water both ways. Now, the rinse cycle takes care of the whatever might have accumulated from the backwash cycle at the bottom. Okay, so water's coming in, backwash, up through the bottom of the bed, lifting accumulated stuff off the top of the bed. And then you have a rinse cycle that comes down, pushes the bed down to drain, and will maybe purge the accumulated matter that came up the, from the bottom of the bed in the backwash. You know how that works. So I get a sense that this is why they only last three to five years. Three to five years. Yeah. So if you're going dirty water in, dirty water out. It, so if your water is like really nasty, we consider adding another filter, a twin, and another podcast 
so look into history. We're telling you a lot to go backwards to go forwards here. So look back on our podcast. The one is called First Set of Twins. Right. Because that's taken off. I've never sold as many twin filter systems or, or water softeners, whatever, as much as I have in the last couple of years. It's taking hold. I guess people are more free with their money these days because you are, say, doubling their money, you know, the cost of that unit. But the major advantage with that would major be that advantage. you can have a clean water backwash? Clean water backwash. Big, that's the big deal. Yep. Because one will clean, will borrow some clean water from the first unit to backwash the second unit. You say, oh, that's going to kill my capacity. It's 200 gallons. Well, it's better than having dirty water, dirty up, water. Dirty water down. And so you'll have the uh, advantage of twin systems alternating and the one will clean the other, or twin parallel. Alternating is one's on standby, one's working, and then they flip. And one goes into backwash, one goes on service, and the other one goes on standby, alternating back and forth. Or if you don't have enough backwash water, sometimes you might have to go with two skinny tanks to backwash to get the, the rate that you need. So instead of one fat tank, you go with two skinny tanks. And so... You have to run them parallel. They're sharing the water. So that's important. So that's where um, the clean water backwash is, is real, real advantageous. So design issues is really what will uh, get you. Did you send a, you know, a boy in to do a man's job? In other words, was the wrong control valve used on top? I've seen countless anemic little softener valves put on tanks that they should not be on. They can't. They'll backwash a softener. Just great. They were designed for a softener, which is light and fluffy. Mm -hmm. And to do this Herculean job of getting enough backwash water down and up through that bed through a three-eighths inch or a half-inch little drain port and Think that you're gonna. You can't possibly. You're not gonna lift get that no. Bit. Think it's gonna work. Oh, it'll work for about a year, maybe six months, and then that bed gets more impacted, more impacted all the way down, and then suddenly, the the you break through, and it only lasts for like a day or half a day. Then you get a big gush of iron water brown water in the house. Uh, your butt's in trouble there. So that, I've seen that. Water chemistry. We'll go into that a little bit. Again, manufacturers set this up. You tested your water. Something changed. Someone didn't do their due diligence. Your pH is too low. Oxidation happens the best at 7 pH or higher because at a lower pH, Things stay more dissolved in the water. At a higher pH, they tend to precipitate easier out of the water, which benefits the oxidation reduction process. So all of a sudden, your water chemistry is different, or no one did their due diligence and your pH is too low or too high, and that's a problem. The other thing 
very obvious is, is there enough fuel in the fuel tank? You do oxidation requires fuel, and that's either peroxide, chlorine, permanganate, hamburger helper, I call it. So is your chemical feed pump or whatever, or your air induction system or your ozone induction system clogged? It's just backwashing, but there's no catalyst there to enhance the catalytic reaction. So it's oxidation and reduction. So it's a perpetual reaction, but it needs fuel. And your fuel is your cat, your oxidation agent, oxidizing agent that adds, that keeps the oxidation process perpetuating because as you oxidize and reduce, you steal uh, an oxygen-like molecule from that should be there attached on the media. So if there isn't enough dissolved oxygen, it's a slow death. And some people say, oh, our filters don't. This is going to be in the... I'm going ahead here, but uh, in the filter talk I'll, I'll give and sizing filtration equipment, uh, we don't need uh, oxidation. It's oxidation-free. It just needs the backwash. That's BS. It's a chemical reaction, action-reaction. You need something. You need air, ozone, peroxide, chlorine, permanganate. Some catalyst. Something there to refuel the, the fuel rods. And uh, so if you're not getting it, it's going to die. Simple. Just go over and check the chemical feed pump. Is it working? Whatever you're pre-charging, your air. is Air injection systems use injectors so they could clog up. It's like a modified softener. So now that we've hit you with all these goodies and super knowledge, let's just summarize with some bullet points. First one is, is the bypass open? That's real simple. Go down there. Is that open? Next is condition of the electronics or the timer. Is there error codes? Is it dead in the water? Next is, did the water quality change? Was there a big change? in the incoming quality of the water. The biggest one here, I think, is inspect the well system for peak flow and pressure. Just do a whole analysis of the well system, like we discussed. Next, the drain. Is it clogged? Is it correctly sized? The drain is very important. Last here is Check for the fuel in the fuel tank. That's the chemical regenerants used to perpetuate the oxidation. It could be the chemical feed pump or the air induction system, which is better known as the injectors. So make sure it's drawing in the air. So that's your quick little points to summarize, everybody. Thanks for listening and trust the frog. Okay. Bye, everybody. <laughs>